Hello, folks. This is your host, Tammy Tucky, and you are now listening to the Tierra Talk Show. We bring you rare interviews with the makers of Disney magic. Whether they be singers, actors, Imagineers, animators, they have all made their mark on the Disney name. Be sure to check out the show notes, other episodes, contests, our social media pages from Facebook to Twitter, and more on our official website at www.thetierratalkshow.com. All guest opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney Company. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And from all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show, have a hoop de doo day. I'm excited to welcome this week's Tierra Talk Show guest, Joyce Belafonte, to the show. Welcome, Joyce. Thank you so much. I'm I'm really excited because I've always been a Happiest Millionaire fan. So to oh. have you on the show, it's great. <laughs> You've been by yumping. Oh, you can only imagine. But before we get into Disney, uh, well, pr- primarily you're working on promoting your, your book right now, which I got a copy of and I absolutely adored it. My Four Hollywood Husbands is what it's titled. And our listeners, I, I really do strongly encourage you to go ahead and check it out yourself. It will be in the show notes below a direct link to go ahead and purchase a copy, uh, including Joyce's website, so you can stay connected with her. Um, but for me, I love that you included all of these images, you know, along with your story, of course, because I feel like, you know, it, it's it's great to see uh, what you were actually seeing yourself during that time frame. And I can only imagine how crazy it must have been at your end just to go through the archives to see what you wanted uh, to include. It was really hard to decide which pictures to use. Um, and I just tried to kind of uh, use the picture at the point I was talking about it in the book. Because I know so many people put their pictures right in the middle of the book. So you're reading along and then you want to see it. You go to the center and you go look for it. So I kind of tried to put it next to the story I was telling. And you have so many amazing stories in this book. And I don't want to ruin it for everybody because I know a lot of us are going to go ahead and purchase our copies. But um, one of the primary stories I thought was very interesting was they were having a really difficult time casting your role, Rosemary, in The Happiest Millionaire. Yes. And my friend was the writer of it. And, uh, well, I had two little children then, and uh, they were looking for a roommate who was 17 to be with Leslie and Warren. And at that time, I think I was 28, something like that. And uh, I would go to dinner at their house, and AJ would be saying, we're having the worst time finding the the roommate for Leslie Ann. And I was kind of going under the table, oh, come on, pick me, pick me, you know, and... (laughs) No, nothing, until I went to the celebrity, well, it wasn't a celebrity, it was a, um, a fundraiser for, I think, Cher, and um, Cher, S-H-A-R-E, for children, and uh, Richard Sherman was sitting next to A.J. Carruthers, the writer, my friend, and I was sitting across the table, and he whispered to A.J., boy, there's our Rosemary if she was only an actress, and A.J. said, she is an actress. And he said, well, we've got to get her to test that she's perfect. And there you go. That's how it happened. 
And and you had chemistry tests with Leslie. Did they get you all dressed up in the costumes and work from there? Like, how does that usually work on the original Walt Disney Studios backlot? You know what? This is terrible. I can't remember. I think we just did the scene. And uh, unfortunately, when it was time, I, I did the scene with uh, Leslie Ann. And when uh, it was time for my close-up, on her close-up, I was there. When it was time for my close-up, she wasn't feeling well. She left, and I had to do it with the script supervisor. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was a little difficult, but um, I did it. And uh, I don't think they asked me. I don't think they asked me to sing. And if they didn't and they said, can you sing? I probably told a story and said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you learn to do it if you get the role. And I went to take some singing classes. But when I went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, no one wanted me to take voice lessons. because, And even later, when I got a voice coach, they didn't want me to really learn to sing in the traditional way because they thought I would sound like everyone else and they liked the uniqueness of my voice. So it worked in some ways, but in other ways I wish I had had formal voice training. I would be stronger. But my husband, Roger, he's been the best. He's a wonderful singer and composer and he has helped me the very most of anyone. And then I went on singing after that. I mean, I I did musicals and everything. So uh, I'm uh, always hesitant, but I feel a lot better now than I did then because I've, I've learned more from Roger. Well, I can't wait to hear you sing in the next couple of months. I'm very excited. <laughs> it's like a dream come true for somebody. Like, See, that that whole entire scene, I love it because that's what – us girls do you know everybody's like what do you do for slumber parties you know dance around and sing and have fun and it's like that's exactly what we would do <laughs> they, they really captured it didn't they and it was I mean it wasn't an easy dance at all and I I just had a baby so I would go to oh the my. studio before I was um hired I'd sneak in and for two weeks I'd work with all the dancers at the bar just trying to get strong because Leslie Ann had been dancing professionally since she was four, I think. So she was really good. And and I was not, and I'm teaching her. It was sort of like Fred Astaire. When I work with Fred Astaire, uh, he asked me to teach him a dance. And I said, well, he said, well Mr. Astaire, what do you mean? Because <laughs> we had to do the twist together, and he didn't know how to do it. So I took him behind a flat on the studio, and I taught Fred Astaire the twist. <laughs> That's my biggest claim to frame, fame. What I was told from a lot of different actors and, and actresses during that time frame of being on the Disney backlot is you never knew who you were going to see, especially Walt would come whenever he wanted. So did he ever come to any of the actual uh, times that you were filming, the either the Bayam Pum Pum you know, sleepover scene or the actual scene where you're dancing in the ballroom? Uh, well, he showed up a few times with visitors and um, Leslie Ann kind of had a little bit of a sailor mouth at that time, I think because she was young and it, this was all kind of new to her. And uh, I was always scared to death he'd come in when she was doing one of her 
Sailor Mouse <laughs> because he was so proper and he would have just, that would have killed him. And uh, he didn't. He, uh, but when I was going, I, I talk about that in the book, when I was going to sing and record my my part of Bayum Pum Pum, I was really nervous with a full orchestra. And I was walking down the street at Disney and out came Mr. Disney. I could never call him Walt or Uncle Walt. I, I People asked him, he, he asked people to do that, but I just couldn't do it. Um, I mean, he was Walt Disney and I had to call him Mr. Disney. Anyway, he put his arm around me and he said, I have big plans for you, little lady. And then he died. What he had in mind was uh, A.J. Carruthers was working on a script for Leslie Ann and me to be uh, guides at Disneyland. And John Davidson and Tommy Steele would be our boyfriends. Wouldn't that have been fun? I love that idea. <laughs> I, I'm so sad it didn't come to fruition because, Am oh I my gosh. Now. <laughs> I could only imagine see now I'm just picturing how you guys are riding the Matterhorn or It's a Small World or Pirates <laughs> right exactly wouldn't that have been fun though that would have been fun did they ever think of bringing you in for the one and only genuine original family band because they had that Goldie Hawn role she was supposed to be the blonde dancer with John Davidson at the end and I just thought hey that would have, like, to me, I thought, oh, that would have been Joyce's role. Oh, that's very sweet. Maybe, but I was doing so many different television shows that I may not have been available. It's hard to imagine. Or I was going on location with my husband, James MacArthur. I always put family first. And um, so often, just as my my movie career or television career was taking off where I would be starring in a series or starring in a film, off I'd go with uh, Jimmy to wherever he was filming. And uh, that that was number one to me, uh, was to be with family. So, uh, you know, everybody has different stories about what they feel successful about. And mm -hmm. mine, I hope, is finally making the right decisions uh, for my children, which is in the book and was very difficult, but um, that's, that's what I did. <laughs> well, were you able to go back and find diaries that you had kept or little notes that would help jog your memory regarding certain events, you know, because sometimes I find it best to write down, you know, what, what happened during the week because, hey, you never know who you meet and, and what happened that week in particular. Well, I have pretty good recall um, on most things, mostly houses and what a room looked like and what colors were in there and things like that. Um, but I didn't keep a diary really until 1993 or so. I started writing. I have incredible dreams. They're just wonderful in color and and just they're, they're terrific. But as far as uh, taking notes and writing things down, I, I started doing a little bit of that when I was in boarding school. And I would be upset about something. I thought, well, if I write down why I'm upset, maybe it'll go away because I've written it down. You know, it didn't always go away, but it helped a lot always to write. 
and I seemed only to write when I was unhappy. Well, it took me 24 years to write the book, so that, you know, intermittently there were sad times and happy times and reflective times, and I hope it's helpful. I, I'm so pleased that uh, people have come up to me, and I was so really afraid that people would say, why did you have to write this about this person? You know, that's nobody's business, and it's very personal, and blah, blah, blah. And uh, that wasn't nice of you. And I was really afraid of that because I really like to be liked. And, and that really worried me. But I thought what's more important is for me to tell the truth in hopes that it will help other people. And so far, I've had the most wonderful, rewarding responses by people saying, thank you for sharing your story. It meant so much to me because... I had this going on in my life, and one lady wrote to me and said, I was never married, but my relationships are so bad, and I'm going to go take a course on codependency just because of your book. And I thought, wow, it's doing just what I wanted it to. <laughs> so that made me happy. I'm glad it's having an emotional reaction with uh, with other, you know, readers because you're going around on a book tour and I do want to mention to our listeners that hey, Joyce might be stopping where you're where you're based. So go ahead and head to her website which is in the show notes below, but I guess that there's that interaction that maybe that is a little bit more prominent today than it was back then. You really get to have like one-on-one -on -one conversations with fans. So are you finding that to be the best part about writing this book overall? Oh, yes. That and letters I get and comments I get and the reviews on Amazon. It's got five stars and I read have read 12 of the reviews and they're so heartwarming. And when I'm at bookstores and things, people, they, they don't want to just come over and shake hands and get the books that they want. They say, can, can I give you a hug? I mean, it's like, well, yes, of course you can give me a hug. <laughs> and this, this one elderly gentleman said, I just need to give you a kiss. And he kissed me on my forehead. It was so, it, I, I'm just overwhelmed. I, I'm um, grateful and, and overwhelmed. I really am. <laughs> And and from this very busy book tour, you're going to be reprising your role as Rosemary alongside Leslie Ann Warren for a special benefit concert of The Happiest Millionaire. And this is a benefit for Broadway Cares on December 3rd, which I'll include in the show notes below a link to go ahead and purchase your tickets. I already got mine, as I already said, but oh. I am <laughs> I can only imagine how this is going to go. <laughs> You must come up and introduce yourself. Um, I was over at the D23, the Disney uh, convention, and everyone dresses up. My goodness, that was really something. And uh, Whoopi interviewed a lot of us from The Happiest Millionaire. I just think it's so exciting. It's having this great rebirth. And uh, if you go, I don't know if you've seen it, but on YouTube, somebody sent it to me. They're these two young men, and they are doing by Young Pum Pum to Leslie Ann's <laughs> in my voice. It is hysterical. 
it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I can't wait till we have like this whole group. It's going to be like a party, I know for sure. Um, but again, I want to make sure our listeners know, please buy Joyce's book. Check it out because she has amazing stories, not only about Happiest Millionaire, but as she said, you know, with Fred Astaire, I read that one and I was just, you know, giggling because I love Fred Astaire and there's other amazing stories and it's an emotional journey. And I really, I'm, I'm so glad that you were very open about it because not a lot of people, especially in this day and age, are very open about, you know, specific you know, subjects like that. So again, in the show notes below, go ahead and purchase a copy of the book. And if you can make it on December 3rd in uh, New York City to celebrate the Happiest Millionaire's 50th anniversary with the uh, Broadway Cares benefit concert, um, the link is also in the description. So and, and before we end, I have three Disney themed questions. I ask each guest who comes on the show. So they're called the Fab Three. So the Donald one is, as a child, what Disney film was one of your favorites to see in the movie theater? Oh, I think my favorite was Dumbo. But the very first film I ever saw in my life was Bambi. And I was about four. And I'll never forget. I was so sad. (laughs) It was the saddest film. And our goofy question, what Disney character do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, dopey. <laughs> because I relate. And finally, our Mickey question. If I asked you to name any Disney song at this very moment, what immediately comes to mind? Someday my prince will come. I just want to thank you so much for being on the show, Joyce. I I only wish you the best of luck with this book. Uh, Obviously, it's very, very successful. I'm so happy it is, and I'm so glad I got the chance to read it, and uh, I can't wait to finally meet you soon. (laughs) I look forward to it December 3rd. As you secretly conceal the tingly way you feel When you're dancing to Yum, pum, pum.